Hi, and welcome to the I Meet Hotel podcast with your hosts, Michael Ross and Christian Lipinski, and me, Zuzia Whelan, here to introduce them and to bring you the top updates from the hospitality industry in each episode. Every week, we'll dive into the stuff we find interesting through our work in this business. We'll have industry updates, expert guests, and our own musings on what we think the future might look like. We also want to hear from you. If there's a topic you'd like to have featured on one of our next episodes, email us at info at imeethotel.com or find us on LinkedIn at imeethotel. Hi, Christian Lipinski here, and welcome to another episode of I Meet Hotel, the podcast. Now, this week, we're going to be talking about the weird and wonderful world of technology and hospitality. Unfortunately, my co-host, Michael Ross, Bedroom CEO, was called away and can't make it today. But the good news is we have a really exciting guest filling in for him. Now, my guest today has worked in the hospitality business for more than 20 years. He's the founder and CEO of Travel Singularity and one of our speakers from our October edition of I Meet Hotel Destination Italy. Please welcome to the show, Simone Puerto. Simone, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you for having me. Now, now I just gave you just a, a brief background, but maybe before we can start talking about the hospitality technology, maybe you can fill us in on just a little bit more uh, about yourself. Sure. So I've been working in hospitality for the past 20 years or something. Uh, the first part of my career was in uh, hotels. I did pretty much everything in hotels up until the point that I became general manager for a small group of hotels in Rome, Italy. Mm-hmm. And after 10 years, I was kind of tired of doing of working in hotels. So I wanted to focus more on the marketing part. Mm-hmm. So I decided to join a web agency, a French American uh, web agency. I moved to France, I moved to Paris, worked for this company for, I think, seven years something like that Mm -hmm. and then i opened my own consulting firm what i do now is consulting for hotels mainly small groups and consulting for hotel tech companies and uh writing a lot writing and ghost writing i've been published on uh, all the major blogs uh, focus wires kift uh, hospitality net etc i got two books on marketing out the third one will be out next year 2022 and it will be all about the concept of singularity in travel and then i do academic work so i do a lot of universities mba etc so i think that's all for me so so uh, i think then in 2022 we're going to have to do a follow-up when the book comes out oh yeah sure (laughs) so before we go any further i guess it's uh, probably worth mentioning that uh, the context of this at the time we're recording we're in the middle of a pandemic uh, most flights across the world are grounded, restaurants, hotel, tourist attractions, uh, almost everywhere are either closed or severely restricted. So, Simon A., what makes this a good time to talk about the future of technology uh, in the hospitality industry? Well, first of all, I always say that, uh, you know, COVID was brutal and is, and is brutal and is affecting pretty much every aspect of our lives and business. But uh, it did something good for hotels, and it made hotels jump ahead uh, probably by 10, 15 years. Uh, when you look at a lot of the technologies that hotels are implementing right now, I think about touchless technologies, for example, self-check-ins, kiosks, uh, keyless technology, and so forth. Uh, this is something that, especially for European independent hotels, sounded like science fiction just a few uh, months ago, right? Yep. 
and now it's the normality. Now I had my 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 clients asking me for self-checking kiosks, and these are the same clients that run on a legacy legacy PMS, for example. So you got this huge dichotomy right now where hotels are forced to innovate. Yep. And so that is probably the best time to talk about technology. Well, let me ask you about this. And, you know, you were just talking about the self-check-in uh, and automated processes, but, you know, uh, in, in this case, what about the human connection? I mean, do you think people will miss having more face-to-face interaction with hotel employees if every beca- everything becomes automated? Uh, I'm just wondering what it would be like to arrive to a hotel myself, you know, check myself in and not talk to anybody and go to the room and check in. Uh, do you think that's going to be an issue uh, with these automated processes? But I always say that it's not uh, AI versus HI, it's uh, AI plus HI, uh, HI being human intelligence, right? Sure. And um, so the, the thing is that what I see as a logical step forward is probably hotels giving a choice to the final guest. Uh, the way a leisure traveler, for example, travel is way different from a business traveler. Right. Before all this COVID started, I used to travel 100 nights a, a year. And I can assure you that the interaction with the human receptionist was the least of my problems. Probably the only thing I wanted was to go on uh, straight to my room in uh, the less amount of time possible and just relax for a little while before jumping to the next meeting. So it's like when you go to a supermarket, right? You You can decide to just stand in line and be served by a human being, or you can go to the self-checking uh, cashier and do everything and get out of there in five minutes, right? Right. Uh, so it's all about giving giving a choice, you know? And then, of course, and I always say that in the future, we could have three kinds of hotels. This is an interesting theory that I always had in my mind. Um, we could have uh, hotels that are fully automated, and think about, for example, budget properties. Budget properties could uh, uh, save a lot of money on employees, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, automatizing a lot of these processes. And then we will have like the majority of hotels where we will have a mix of human and uh, technology. And then we will have a luxury, a new kind of luxury where everything is managed by humans. Sure. And I think people would like to pay the little extra money to be served by humans. Kind of like so a, 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 a retro thing. Yeah, I was going to say kind of like a retro thing. You know, now vinyl's getting back in. So you're saying that humans are kind of the vinyl of the future when it comes to uh, hospitality. That's a beautiful way to put it, yes. So, so let me, let me, uh, then, you know, in this case, if it's, if it's automated, there's a lot of technology going in, you know, what about the potential for job losses? Uh, it, if there's all this new tech coming in and streamlined processes, what do you say to people who are worried that may not have a job anymore? And how do you strike that balance? This is always a concern whenever there is a new technology. It's nothing new. It's all the latest uh, movement, for example, says a lot about that. And uh, But I would say that uh, a lot of this technology is going to enhance the potential of humans rather than to replace them. And, um, uh, of course, a lot of the, of the jobs like we know today will probably slightly change in the future. And I always make the example of revenue managers, right? And a lot of revenue managers get angry when I say that. But I remember when I started back in 99, uh, revenue management was mainly data crunching, right? right. Uh, the, 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 
90% of the time you were spending just trying to aggregate data from different sources and even to get the prices of your competitor was a was a, was a painful experience. You had to go on each website, just put it on an Excel grid. So it was very painful. Uh, today you got amazing RMSs that can do that for you. So the, the revenue manager can just simply analyze all this data, take a decision. Sometimes this system, they already give you a suggestion of rates and you just say yes and no, and uh, and pretty much that's it. So probably the, the, the work of a revenue manager in the future could be that instead of managing one single property, they can become more clustered revenue managers, right? And um, they can manage more properties. So it's, uh, it's more technology that enhances the, the the human potential rather than replacing completely the human the human factor. Uh, I think we should talk a little bit more specific on different technologies um, in the hospitality industry that is currently available or soon will be available. Uh, and I'd like to start with uh, right at the get go. Let's just start with chatbots. Uh, now, from what I understand, there's two different types of chatbots. There's a rule based hotel chatbots. And then there's AI-based hotel chatbots. Uh, do you know much about the two of those and what that actually means, AI-based versus rule-based? Yeah, rule-based is basically a chatbot that is only answering to question uh, as it was um, made by the, the engineer that actually worked on the chatbot, right? Yeah. So you got the decision tree and the chatbot knows that if I ask you about, I don't know, can I bring a pet to my room? should answer yes or no so it's uh it's it doesn't have any any level of artificial intelligence in it and a lot of the chatbots even when we think about chatbots we always think about ai but the reality is that most chatbots out there they use uh, uh they are simply rule-based systems right, right? and uh, rule-based is not even a bad thing a lot of uh, good chatbots with ai and, my, and actual machine learning they use some level of uh, rule-based because it can um, cut down the noise at the very beginning, okay? It's very easy to create a decision tree and go with some data. Sure. And uh, and you can teach the, the algorithm to, to learn, right? And I suppose, so, you know, with the, the yeah. rule base, that's that's saying that, hey, I just want to find out what time they're open at or uh, what, what the phone number is. And that's kind of ready, you know, pre uh, pre-answered questions. So you say, yeah. what time are you open? It recognizes that and then gives you the opening hours. Is that correct? Yeah. And again, uh, it's not that it's the end of the world that for a lot of hotels, it is more than enough. So, so why would you go for an AI based, uh, machine learning, uh, chatbots or anything like that? If, you know, something like rule base is, uh, you know, pretty much covers uh, a good 80% of the, the, the questions that most customers would be asking. Well, of course, with uh, the AI-based um, chatbots, you can do a lot more than simply what you do with rule-based. And consider the first thing is, for example, when you create a rule-based system, you start by uh, cutting down all the possible questions you have. So usually is it's something that is called decision tree. You know, you go down, maybe you start interviewing the receptionist, you start reading all the emails, and you understand what are the questions that are uh, asked more often. And with a machine learning uh, chatbot on the other end, uh, it could be that you got a question that has never been asked before. And the cool thing about the, the machine learning or AI-based system is that it can learn from the interaction with 
uh, other humans, right? So he right. can come up with a solution, come up with a with an answer without the need to be programmed to get this answer. So again, consider that when we talk about chatbots, chatbots are pretty much in every in every uh, um, uh, in every. Um, industry right it's not something it's not only on the hotel world and hotels are uh, to be quite frankly honest they are quite a straightforward business okay the okay. questions that got asked are pretty much always the same so it's, uh, when you look at i remember i was having a conversation with a friend of mine ceo of a big chatbot in japan and she told me you know the the most the question that uh, users ask all the time is is the tap water drinkable Right? right, so it's uh, sometimes we think about the fact that uh, chatbots should do some revolutionary job, but at the end of the day, they're just doing the work of a concierge. Basically. Oh, you know what that noise is? It's time to take a quick break for industry updates with Susha Whalen. Susha, what do you got for us? Hey, Christian, here are the main industry updates for March 22nd. Group travel startup Launchtrip has raised $3.8 million in a pre-seed investment round led by Axis Capital. The company plans to offer its app in beta beginning this summer. The product enables groups of travelers to find and book accommodations and restaurants, and then split the costs within the app and the website. The startup says it will launch with more than 200,000 hotels in seven cities around the United States, and with Resi as its restaurant booking partner. Iceland recently announced that as of the 18th of March, it will be allowing travellers who have recently been vaccinated against COVID-19 to enter the country, without undergoing any border measures, self-testing, isolation and quarantine. Bangkok-based hospitality brand Avani Hotels and Resorts has just launched its own TikTok channel. In another example of how hospitality and travel is moving towards more local experiences, the brand will be collaborating with leading TikTokers to curate and share the Avani Hotels journey and discover under-the-radar experiences around the world. The European Commission last week announced a proposal for a digital green certificate to facilitate free, safe movement inside the EU during the COVID-19 pandemic. The certificate will be proof that a person has been vaccinated against COVID-19, received a negative test result, or has recovered from the disease. It will be available free of charge in digital or paper format. That's the main industry roundup for now. I'm Suja Whelan. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks, Suja, for the updates. Let's uh, get back to the topic. So let me ask you, why is it then when it comes to adopting new technologies, uh, as we talked about earlier, that, you know, for example, in supermarkets, you have all the self-checkouts and they've been around for a while. Uh, why is the hospitality industry moving so slowly in these kinds of technologies? Well, I think uh, it's, uh, it's a paradox that we have in our industry. Uh, the fact is, I always say that we are a people industry, but we are a tech industry as well. Right. And that is because we are using so many different technologies in, in our hotel. Think about even a small bed and breakfast, right? Uh, chances are that is working with at least four, five, or even six different technologies. Uh, while if you go to a restaurant, for example, a small restaurant, maybe the only technology that you're using is a POS, right? Uh, so the problem sometimes to implement new technology is a question of integrations. And because a lot of the systems that we are using today in our industry are systems that have been built in the 80s or in the 90s or in the early 2000s. So without uh, an idea of integration uh, in mind. And this can uh, uh, slow down the implementation of new technology by a lot. Uh, We spoke a little about chatbots before. And I told you chatbots could theoretically answer questions about uh, 
um, uh, rooms and rates uh, if they can if they can get uh, this information from a PMS. Sometimes the problem is that you cannot connect a chatbot to a PMS because of the lack of open APIs, for example, or because the PMS is an old on-premise legacy system, right? Okay. And uh, so this is a problem that you see in every kind of software you want to integrate, uh, even just a simple RMS. Uh, RMS should get information from a PMS and sometimes it cannot get this information. And so you're stuck with a piece of technology that it does not connect with the rest of your tech stack and it's pretty much unusable. So it's, I would say this is like the typical innovator's dilemma is the fact that a lot of hotels are using a lot of technology a lot of this technology has been built in a moment in time when integrations were not a thing, uh, were not a thing. Right. And, uh, and, and so it's very hard to implement them. But in the future, uh, we think about what's called smart hotels. Uh, and that's where those, all those systems work together uh, in, into one system. So maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about smart hotels and what those kinds of things would look like in the future. Yeah, first of all, to get there, I think we are in a transition period right now uh, because a lot of hotels, especially after COVID, a lot of hotels understood that they cannot really work with uh, uh, on-premise systems, with legacy systems, and they are moving to the cloud. And having systems including in the cloud will make all this interaction quite easier and, um, and, uh, and frictionless. And smart hotels are all about that. They're all about the fact of being completely frictionless uh, experiences for the final guests. So the fact that uh, these hotels are quote unquote smart because everything is integrated, because everything is fluid, because when you get to the to the first touch point you have with the hotel, that could be I don't know the the self checking app that you have on your phone up until the moment that you order something uh, at the at your room service, for example to the moment that you ask a question to the chatbot, to the moment that you activate your room with the voice, everything is very fluent and it's very frictionless, right? right. So um, I would say I don't like the word smart hotels because it makes us uh, think that hotels up until now have been stupid. <laughs> uh, I like more um, interconnected hotels. Interconnected anyway. hotels. Well, we got to trademark that then. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see, I mean, with the way technology goes, you see a lot of these kind of ads where, you know, they have on the mirror and then shows you the date, the time, the weather outside. I mean, do you think that technology is in the foreseeable future that's going to be starting to be put into hotels? A lot of the, a lot of this stuff is marketing stunts. Let right. me tell you that. Yeah. Uh, we got some some examples like, I don't know if you remember the Enna. Uh, hotel in Japan, there was a lot of noise about that because they had the robot uh, receptionist, right? And at some point they had to fire, quote unquote, all these robots because they were not able to do make their job. <laughs> and um, uh, the fact is that uh, a lot of the time, just using technology for the sake of technology is marketing stunt. So you want to create a hotel that is super technological, uh, this technology becomes obsolete very, very soon, and it's quite hard then to readapt. Uh, so, especially for if I can give an advice yeah. to the average hotelier that is listening to the to this, and probably is a is an independent hotel, I will not go to the science fiction part. Uh, full speed. I will probably start integrating little by little some right. level of technology. 
And uh, just think about the fact, for example, think about um, keyless technology. It's something super easy. It's almost stupid. Right. Well, that's what uh, I was going to ask you. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So when you say the, the technologies that are available now, what would you recommend uh, for the current technologies out there that has proven to work uh, and is reliable and will then benefit the hotelier? So first of all, make sure that all everything that is the core system of your hotel, so the PMS is in place and can be connected. So that's the first thing. What you need to avoid is silos of information. Uh, then technology that are proven to be working are, of course, everything that is touchless. Uh, keyless technology have been around for a while now. I think Intel started being totally keyless back in 2014. So it's uh, it's nothing brand new. Right. Chatbot is another technology that is relatively easy to implement and uh, it will not cause you any problem of senses in the near future. I will be careful with everything that is voice activated, uh, probably because the level of sense in that uh, uh, field is quite high. So you can be stuck with a piece of technology that is not uh, is not working any longer just after a couple of years. And if you have a lot of rooms, this means changing the technology in you know a lot of lot of different um, rooms. So it can be super expensive. Yep. So in the long run, you know, changing this technology, do you reckon that it will not only make the the guests uh, more user friendly, but uh, in the long run, uh, profitable for the hoteler? Or is it just yeah, sure. to look nice? Sure, sure. There was um, uh, Alvin Toffler is a famous futurist. Once says that we are moving to something that is called a prosumer, that is uh, part producer and part consumer. Right. And this is exactly where we are going with the hotel. We are going to experience, especially now with coronavirus, that sometimes self service is the best service, right? right? So, of course, this could be way cheaper for hotels if you can. Uh, implement some technology that makes your life easier. Think about, for example, uh, I don't know, technology that uh, housekeeping apps, okay? Again, it's very uh, straightforward technology, but can make you save uh, hundreds of hours uh, over the telephone between different departments. It can make you save uh, so much paper, okay? So in the long term, this will make uh, hotels more profitable because it will uh, save so much costs. Sure. And um, so, yeah, to answer your question, in the long, in the medium long run, medium of long. course, this technology can improve uh, the, the the production. So th- let's uh, let's move on to another subject that uh, I quite enjoy. It's the theme of many apocalyptic movies where the robots take over. Uh, let's talk a little bit about robots and hotels. You know, many different types of modern robots that can assist in uh, hospitality. Uh, do you have any uh, uh, ideas on these? Yeah, first of all, let's remember that most of what we know about robots in hospitality is speculation because uh, uh, there are no many studies made on the way that uh, if guests actually would like to interact with robots or not, or what are the, 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 the feelings that the guests can, can feel when they are uh, interacting with a robot. And um, it's a lot of speculation because there are not so many hotels that are implementing robots, you know, like the, the, the ANA in Japan is quite an, ex, an exception. And again, it's more a marketing stunt than anything right. else. Um, the fact with robots is that um, robot technology in hospitality is still quite expensive. 
and uh, most of the time is a marketing stunt. Sure. Um, like, okay, you got a you got a robot concierge that is super cool, uh, but it's something that is attracts people more for the sake of the the new uh, tech rather than yeah. the real uh, the real uh, you know um, what, what it can good. provide. Sure. Yeah, what can provide what you can get yeah. out of the robot. And um, on top of that, we got as a humans, we got something that is called yeah, um, it's it's um, it's a um, uh, phenomenon called the uncanny valley, and was theorized by one guy in the seventies. And uh, is that feeling that we are we feel some kind of discomfort to uh, androids that looks too much like people? Yep. I don't know if you ever heard of this theory before, but it's like when you look at somebody and it looks too much like a real person you can have this uh like frightening kind of feeling and it's something that we need to take into consideration uh you know a lot of people could not be especially elderly people cannot be at ease by interacting with robots i'm a big fan on the other end of the use of robots in something that is more invisible in the hotels so like for example cleaning rooms uh i'm a big fan of using any kind of technology that can can uh, be used there from Roomba to robots, cleaning robots, etc. But I I don't see an application of robots replacing humans like in, again, in the apocalyptic kind of movies you were talking (laughs) before. So if you're thinking about Terminator kind of stuff, I think we are far away from that. Okay, that's good to know. You know, uh, I feel like I got a good another 70 years under my belt here. So as long as that's past that point, Uh, then, then I'm cool with that. So I guess, uh, before we finish up, I just want to get your last thoughts. So an overall view of technology today and where do you see it going within the next five years? Again, I think we have, um, we have a very, it's a sad occasion, of course, but we have, um, an opportunity that we can use right now. And I don't remember who said that you never let a good crisis go to waste. And this is exactly what we should do with uh, with uh, the situation right now. Right. We got some time now. Uh, most hotels are closed or they are running at a very low occupancy. So now is the time, if not the time to implement new technology, it's the time to make... Um, make uh, uh, make the effort to be ready to implement some new technology. And again, uh, I just don't want to repeat myself over and over again, but it, everything starts with the PMS, right? Sure. And uh, you know that everything will be at some point connected to PMS. One thing that you can start doing right now is reviewing your PMS and make sure it's uh, it's a proper uh, cloud open AI system that can be integrated with different technology that you may want to integrate over the years. And, um, and of course, uh, this 2020 was the year of touchless. So everything that is touchless from keyless technology to self-checking kiosks is, uh, has got a lot of uh, hype. Uh, a lot of hotels are starting implementing this kind of technology. So I would say that this is another safe investment for uh, most hotels and uh, chatbots, of course, and RMSs. To wrap it up, uh, you know, I look forward to being uh, the vinyl of hospitality in the future here. (laughs) (laughs) And I thank you for your time, Simone. So uh, if people want to get a hold of you, get in touch with you, how how are they going to find you? So they can find me on LinkedIn, Simone Puerto. They just go on LinkedIn. You can, they can find me or they can go to travelsingularity.com and just shoot me an email 
or uh, I have a podcast every week, so they can follow the podcast directly on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. That's the best way to get in touch with me. Cool. I think we'll wrap it up here for today. So to all our listeners, thank you for joining. We have another great episode planned for you, so watch this space. Remember to stay up to date with all our events by signing up to the I Meet Hotel mailing list and visiting us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Or hey, you can go old school. Email us at info at imeethotel.com. So today we talked, we questioned, we learned, and most importantly, we hope we gave you something to think about. Also, if there's anything you want us to cover in future episodes, we've got a podcast team that's eager to dive into some weird and interesting research topics. So get in touch with us and let us know if there's anything you want to know about hospitality. The I Meet Hotel podcast is a production from I Meet Hotel and Bedroom, the first subscription-based online travel community. Visit bedroom.com to learn more.